Yo, what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. Good morning, evening, afternoon, night, whatever time you're listening to this. As you heard in the intro, I'm Hannah, and today we have a big topic. We really do. Um, I hope you don't mind my groggy voice because I just recently woke up. Well, it's not that I just recently woke up. It's that I just recently, like, got up out of the bed because I've been up for a little while, but I was doing some Bible study. Anywho, needless to say, hello, welcome, and let's get started. Before we jump in, though, I want us to do a prayer Um, Today, I think it's going to be a good one. It's the one I'm really excited about. I've been planning this one for a little while. So we'll talk about that after we pray. But dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing us here today and allowing us to experience a beautiful day that you have made, God. We thank you so much for your blessings and your favor, God. We thank you so much for everything that you are and everything that you're forming us to be. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you help me to express this and to process this the way that you intend for me to express it and and process it. And I pray that you teach me something in this journey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, y'all. So, today's topic. This is something I've actually been planning for a little bit. Because, so, you know when you have an idea and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta write it all down. And so, I wrote this thing down. And it took me a good, like, I would say, couple of minutes to, like, fully flesh out everything I wanted to say. And once I finished, I was quite daunted by the task of, like, actually recording it. And I was like, ooh, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to record it now because I just really haven't had the time to just sit down and record it. And also, I was feeling like it was going to take too long so I didn't want to but then I just said what the hey and I just decided to go ahead and jump on and record it today so that's what we're doing and as you've seen by the title of this this is called the great awakening and I I know you may be like well what does that mean listen we're about to go through all of that okay so let's just jump right in I'm not going to take too long and I'm hoping that I don't go in too much detail about everything because really I don't have to explain fully fully everything but I do want to explain enough so that when I come back and listen to it I can remember what I was thinking so this is called the great awakening and the first question that I want to answer is what is the great awakening (laughs) what is the great awakening Um, and the great awakening is basically something that took place this summer I was praying at the beginning of the summer for a couple of months at the beginning of the summer, I was praying for revival in Fort Myers. I was like, Lord, you've called my family to Fort Myers. I feel like there's something here. I'm seeing that we're not really having strong churches. We have churches, we have plenty of them, but we don't really have strong churches that are like foundations for the community like they used to be. And so I was praying for a revival. I was like, Lord, revive Fort Myers when really, I was the one that needed revival of my own spirit first. Not to say that Fort Myers doesn't need revival, but I had been so focused on the necessary revival for Fort Myers that I didn't focus on my own spirit and how I was. I was not spiritually healthy. And so I was thinking about this. I was like, sometimes I can be so collectivistic 
and such like a teacher when I go through things like instead of just thinking about them and applying them to my personal life I think about them briefly apply them to my personal life and then I think about how can I share this with other people how can I get this word out to other people how can I help other people with this instead of thinking like this is for me I need to hold on to this I need to learn this like right now I need to I need to grow um and through my growth other people can be inspired but I can't constantly be focusing on like other people all the time in my in when I'm um, needing to be spiritually fed myself you know instead of thinking like what is God trying to teach me I'm thinking what is God trying to teach us <laughs> you know uh, and so that was something that I was like really shocked to find out this summer and I didn't know that this I didn't know that I needed a revival of my spirit until it happened until my spirit was revived I didn't know that I needed it I thought I was doing okay like I thought I was all right and then I realized uh-uh I needed a revival and I'll go in and explain what this revival entailed but one thing I do want to describe is the fact that I wasn't very loving I wasn't loving to my best ability I wasn't loving God the best way I could and I wasn't loving others the best way I could and when God revived my spirit I felt that love deepen for him that intimacy deepen for him but also that love deepen for others and so it was a revival for me of my spirit it was a revival because I was spiritually empty and it reminds me of this passage that I read in Isaiah chapter 3 which I want to read on here let me go to it but basically it says okay so this is Isaiah chapter 3 and it is verse 16 so Isaiah chapter 3 verse 16 through 26 and this passage yo when I read this I was like God is that you speaking to me because I literally felt it so deeply like I'm I normally read the Bible and I'm like oh yeah I connect to that but this this hit me in a different way like I've never connected to a, a passage of scripture as much as I did this or as well as I've I've connected to this so this says verse 16 the Lord said because the daughters of Zion now I took that as me I don't know you know I don't know who they're actually referring to because I haven't really done that much research into it but I took that I'm the daughter of Zion okay it says because the daughters of Zion are haughty or prideful and walk with outstretched necks glancing wantonly with their eyes and wantonly means like looking lustfully or sexually so glancing wantonly with their eyes mincing as they go along tinkling with their feet mincing so I had to look up some of these words because some of them I didn't know mincing means like walking but it's in a way that's not natural to you so you're trying to walk basically for show you're trying to perform as you're walking and then tinkling with their feet refers to like how they used to wear ankle um, anklets and they would like purposefully walk in a way where their anklets would like tingle tinkle so that people could hear them and see them and like it was basically them performing to get other people's validation anywho it says therefore the lord will strike with a scab the heads of the daughters of zion and the lord will lay bare their secret parts in that day the lord will take away the finery of the anklets the headbands and the crescents 
the pendants and the bracelets and the scarves, the headdresses, the armlets, the sashes, the perfume boxes, the amulets, the signet rings, the nose rings, the festal robes, the mantles, the cloaks, and the handbags, the mirrors, the linen garments, the turbans, and the veils. He's taking away every material item that we place our identity in, that I've placed my identity in, the things that I've said, oh, I have to have this in order to feed a certain way or look a certain way or be pleasing to certain people. He said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to take away all of that when I come back. And then it says in verse 24, instead of perfume, there will be rottenness. Instead of a belt, a rope. Instead of well-set hair, baldness. Not him calling them out saying they said to be bald. And instead of a rich robe, a skirt of sackcloth and branding instead of beauty. Now, that line right there, branding instead of beauty, oof. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but I thought that was a powerful line. Verse 25, your men shall fall by the sword and your mighty men in battle. And her gates, so I took this as like my gates, shall shall lament and mourn. Empty, she shall sit on the ground. And... When I saw that phrase, empty, she shall sit on the ground, I thought, that's me. I was like, dang, I didn't even realize I was going to get emotional. I thought, that's me, because I didn't realize how empty I was. I didn't realize I was sitting on the ground. I didn't realize that I wasn't walking with God. I was sitting on the ground. (laughs) He was standing there patiently waiting with me and for me wanting me to walk with him but I was sitting on the ground because I was empty and so when I when my spirit was revived this past summer man I saw the difference I saw the difference in my attitude toward God I saw the difference in my intimacy with God I saw the difference in my pursuit for God I think part of that emptiness was me going through my own reflection journey of having to reflect on my past and make amends in certain areas and change certain things and really ask for forgiveness from certain people. I also think it, I took it a little bit too far at times because I would overanalyze things, overthink things, and it really wasn't that deep, you know? I think another part that might have contributed to my emptiness was the fact that we had a pandemic. <laughs> I wasn't able to be in a community space um, face-to-face with people and so I think that contributed somewhat to my emptiness I also think that um, not being in the word had really contributed to my emptiness because I wasn't reading God's word fervently I was just reading it kind of whenever I felt like it but not fervently and so all of those things I think and probably other things that I'm not even thinking about have contributed to my emptiness my feelings of emptiness my feelings of like Um, you know, and I didn't even know I was feeling empty. I thought I was fine. Um, and so I didn't recognize it until I had recognized the opposite. And then I said, Ooh, Ooh, okay. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, basically I was empty sitting on the ground and what's crazy is I recently got a candle. Um, and I'm not a big, I've never really been a big candle person. I guess because my parents have never been a big candle, big candle people, but I got a candle the other day because I thought it would be cute in my room, and I got the smell. It's like an almond apple torte by Huntington Hope. Oh my goodness, it smells so good, y'all. If you ever want to get a good smelling candle, I would suggest that. But I got this candle, and 
the first day that I lit it, I was not expecting it to fill my room with such a fragrant smell. And I realized today, God revealed this to me when I was reading something that, or no, he revealed it to me, I think yesterday when I was finishing cleaning up my room and I saw my candle and I was thinking about how, you know, I lit that candle and it really filled my room with such a fragrant smell to the point that like I walked out and I walked back in and I was hit at the door with this smell. Like I was like, whoa, oh my goodness, it smells so good in here. And my room felt warm. It didn't feel like cold it felt it felt cozy like I when I was when I had lit the candle I felt at home I felt like oh, okay you know what I mean I felt relaxed and I realized that that's what the Holy Spirit did in my heart like my heart was the candle right and on my candle there's three wicks so there's like you know one like three things you have to like and um I I feel like in my heart slowly each wick was kind of going out one wick went out and I still had two wicks burning so I thought I was fine and another wick went out I still had one wick burning so I was like no I'm good and another wick went out and I was just sitting there empty my candles were not burning my heart was empty and then this past summer what really revived my spirit I feel like was the series of events that took place so I'll go into that in a minute, but basically my heart was empty like a candle that's just sitting there. And then God used those events and he spoke through those events to light my heart on fire once again, you know, and I just was so grateful for that. And so now I feel the Holy Spirit as he lit my heart. I feel him filling up this room, filling up the room of my heart, making my heart a warm place, making my heart a a cozy place if you will because oh this is so good but because before my desires and my emotions my lack of emotional health caused my heart to be a rampaging fire not something that was warm and cozy and so my my emotions my desires caused it to be a fire so that I would burn every person that I came across and I would burn myself in the process and now I feel like my heart is turning into a candle. <laughs> it's like it's turning into something that is still warm and loving and not as judgmental. Like I'm, st- I'm still working on that. I'm still working on certain aspects of that. But it's not as, as, as much as I used to be, you know. And um, it's just turning into a, a warmer place. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you, Lord. Um, so, yeah. All right. So what are the events that I'm talking about that renewed my spirit? The first thing is the picnic with my friends. We decided to do like a little aesthetic picnic. We got, we got all dressed up. We took pictures. We decorated it very nicely. It looked very beautiful. And it was just a very fun time because we all worked together to put that together. And it was me, Jasmine, and Kamari, whom I love. I love all three of them. So, uh, all three of them. <laughs> all, both of them so much. They are just such amazing girls. And when we just were hanging out and just talking like I just felt this community is what what really really God was speaking through that community um because we just connected on so many different things and so many different levels and I just I really felt the presence of the Holy Spirit and I felt at peace um and it was just also an exciting and fun time we we painted we played Uno we did a lot of fun stuff and um I still have our painting hanging up in my room right now because we did this thing where like 
we all started with one canvas and we got like two minutes to start on our canvas and then we had to keep passing it around every one minute and so you just get to see how everyone has different perspectives on what something looks like or what they're gonna make something to be like and I just thought that was interesting um and so yeah that one made my spirit because it was the connection it was the community it was the intimacy it was the holy spirit working through my two closest friends that now I feel like filled I started feeling filled up again it was like it lit one of those wicks in my heart then the next event was on Saturday right on Saturday not only did I volunteer at my church for the first time because I haven't been able to since we've been in a pandemic and this is the like church that I've been recently going to um, and so since we were burned out by the last church we didn't really like we weren't running to go participate in this church like we knew that we were gonna go to church every Sunday but we weren't running to like participate and like join in and da 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 da, da you know but I went to this event with my siblings and we volunteered um, that morning at the church and that was something that really like lit me on fire again um, and then later on that night we went to a concert and the concert is really what I feel like the Holy Spirit was working through like I really felt I really felt this intimacy with God like I've never felt before because sometimes I get up at church and it's like we're singing songs on Sunday and I really don't feel it like I'm really like oh, <laughs> you know like worship kind of music sometimes it can hit sometimes for me but I feel like for me the music that I really connect to is like the Christian hip-hop music and when I went to that concert that had like Gavi and 1k few who are artists that I listen to frequently I just felt like I felt worshipped like I felt like I was worshiping really I did like if I could sing that stuff every Sunday I don't know maybe I'd get tired of it but <laughs> but I just I loved it I loved the atmosphere I loved how everyone was hype and excited and laughing and joyous I loved how um, everything just felt like it was it was hitting for me and Gavi gets up and he says this like he starts telling us the story and I really connected with what he was saying you know and it was just like one of those things where your heart's just transformed like y'all just had to be there I'm <laughs> just joking I hate when people say that but it was like yeah it was really a, a moving moment for me um and I just remember like standing there and like praying to God because afterward they prayed and like I don't know the guy who got up there and prayed he did what he needed to do yo he was a vessel for the lord because he got up there and he was taught like he was praying and i just felt every single word of his prayer like it came over me it just it rushed over me and i remember in that moment saying lord use me how you want to use me like i will be your vessel and i remember him saying god saying sing that was it he just said sing and I was like Whoop. I was like I don't know what you mean by sing but we'll see and so I kind of was like still still seeing what that means but I think I'm coming close to understanding because every time I do start singing praise and worship to God every time I open up my voice I really do I said open up my voice every time I open up my mouth and use my voice I really do feel like strengthened like I feel like God is strengthening me through music and I was like you know what that's gonna be very helpful as I'm going throughout this journey and you know it's easy to get weary so 
anywho that concert was great and then afterward I went to go like pray with this lady and she it was very interesting the way she prayed for me but I really do now that I'm reflecting on it feel like it worked like she was praying for me and she said that she sensed fear and all this stuff like that and she was speaking in tongues and casting out the fear and all that stuff like that and I really at first was like girl I don't know what you're doing all right okay (laughs) all right cool you know you know whatever um but I really do feel like from that moment on that I haven't been as fearful as I used to be I've been more at peace and I can't say that it's necessarily that exact moment because God has also been working in me throughout this summer to really seek peace in him and to not be as anxious and stuff like that but I think that was the moment that like I felt the difference you know what I mean like I felt I was like oh whoa I feel I feel different I don't feel it feel as fearful I don't really feel fearful of what people think about me I don't really feel like I'm seeking their validation as much anymore I don't really like sometimes I'll get into it but then I'll like be like the Holy Spirit will remind me like nope <laughs> immediately no immediately no and I'm like oh, all right cool and we'll go back but yeah okay anywho so that was cool I felt like a revival of my spirit at the picnic then at the concert then that Sunday um Pastor John came with a banging message and um yeah it was just really really good and so all of those events it just kind of felt like it was lighting my heart back on fire it was lighting that candle and now I feel the Holy Spirit filling this room with a fragrant smell that's pleasing to God you know filling my heart with a fragrant smell that's pleasing to God and so because of all of that I feel a renewed sense of purpose I feel like my purpose is renewed I feel like I'm finding that it's using my voice that it's being myself that it's letting God's light shine through me and being a vessel. Like, I feel like my purpose of, is renewed. Like, I now know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be a vessel. I'm supposed to let God's light shine through me. <clears throat> I'm supposed to be myself. I'm supposed to use my voice. I don't know what he got for me to use my voice for, but whatever it is, my voice is important to him. And God has a plan for this voice. And so that is the renewed sense of purpose that I felt. I also had a renewed sense of passion for loving and serving others I had a renewed sense of passion for life I didn't even realize how like dead in my life I was until it was renewed and I was like oh whoa (laughs) this is what it looks like to enjoy life you mean to tell me that I can live on this earth that's very sad and depressing and I can still enjoy my life wow and I had never really really thought of that before it was a renewed sense of passion for God for music and worship um And I found such a deep joy and strength for singing. Like, I really, I can't tell you enough. Like, I really do feel, like, stronger when I sing. Um, Especially, like, when I'm being random or silly. Like, I'll sometimes, so I used to do this a lot at home. I haven't done that that much now that I'm here. But, because my mind has been preoccupied. But I, I kid you not, like, I used to sing the most random stuff. Like, I would just randomly belt out songs, like, out of nowhere it would just be random runs or it would be random like little melodies and I would just start singing and like it would just make me laugh and sometimes it would make my family laugh sometimes they'd be like Hannah shut up <laughs> you're annoying we're watching a movie um but no it was always good though um and I remember one time I was singing really really loud and my mom I was like I was like I don't know um why I'm singing so much lately And my mom said, because you're happy. And it reminded me that just like 
when I was a kid, like, I used to sing just to sing. Like, I would just make up random songs for my parents or I would just, like, you know, just randomly start singing. If you listen to little kids, they do sing a lot. They really do. And I realized that now, like, I'm making up songs for God. Like, I remember one time I was doing devotion. I was in, This was inspired by Kamari because she did this where she was telling me that she was in the studio with God. And... <laughs> And she was making, um, <laughs> she was making a song with him based off of, like, scriptures in the Bible. And so, basically, what she'll do is, she'll turn on, like, some, like, instrumental music, um, and it'll be, like, you know, like, a chill hop type of thing. You know how they have, like, those chill beats, whatever. And, um, she'll turn that on, and she'll be, like, reading God's word and, like, making a song off of it. And so... When she was sharing that with me, I was like, oh my goodness, that's such a good idea. And so me and God went in the studio and we made a song. And I kid you not, though, I actually really vibe with it. And it helped me memorize scripture. I've never memorized, like, oh, I'm not to say never, but it's always difficult for me to memorize scripture. And when people are like, oh yeah, like, you know, I've memorized this. I'm like, how? Because every time I always forget it. I really do. I always forget it. But the scriptures I've never forgotten First Corinthians 13, never forgotten that because I wrote a song off of that. First Corinthians, well, this is also in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, never forgotten that. Actually, that's the song that I wrote with God in the studio. It says, no temptation will overtake you that's not common, that is not common to man. Um, and God is faithful and he will provide for you a way of escape. Something, 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 something. Basically, I know it. I know it. And it's like, that's that was so shocking for me because I've never really been able to memorize scripture and so writing songs with God that's helping me memorize scripture so I said I'm gonna have to do that more frequently <laughs> I'm gonna just have to start making up songs with God because you know it it it's working it's working um so yeah I've had a renewed sense of passion for singing and for music and it makes me think of this song like eyes for you by claudia isaki where she says you gave me my voice so i could worship you oh so i'll sing and every time i sing that line it just it it moves me i love that song and in in that song she also says i only have eyes for you that's how i see like literally how i see the world is because i only have eyes for god and i just thought that was so powerful and i love that i love that so much um, and then I also had a renewed sense of love. I had a renewed sense of love in what God's teaching me, awareness leading to better actions, meaning my awareness of areas where I'm falling short is leading me, excuse me, through the Holy Spirit to, to act better. Um, I realized that my, my job is to love who God has placed in my life in this season that was all that has always been difficult for me because I've always been focused on like oh I gotta do this I gotta do I want to get here I want to be there I want to have a five-year plan I want to that and God is like "Uh uh-uh do what's required of you now and love the people that I place around you in this season and that's all (laughs) and love me and love the people around you that's it and I realized man I do have a true love for people like I genuinely love getting to know people I love finding characteristics of people that I connect with, finding characteristics about people that I love. Like I love meeting new people and finding out like a quality and I'm like, "Oh, I love that about them. Oh my goodness." Like you can 
whenever I like actually really really love someone like when I get really excited about like knowing them like or finding out more about them like it's crazy like my best friend knows like she I tell her all the time like I'll just start you'll hear me just frequently talking about these people like if I really really am like loving them and yeah just I found that I really have a true love for people and I actually get excited meeting people I get excited talking to people I get excited uh, like just being welcoming to people I really really love people and I think sometimes that love for people can be turned into validation it like goes to the extreme of seeking validation from people but God helped me see that like with a healthy balance of my true love for people he can really use me as a vessel to reach people through love through the kindness that I can give and so I thought that was cool and also he helped me to realize that my true that my love for people has led me to idolatry it's led me to lust it's led me to selfishly seeking validation like the reason and this is what I'm starting to see is I have conditioned myself so much it's because of the desire of my heart it's also because of society's conditioning movies shows books all of that toward young girls that whenever I saw qualities in a guy that I liked like just qualities that I liked in anyone but if it was in a guy I would instantly want to be with that person I would instantly lust after that person be like I want to be in a relationship with them and I realized I realized that I I literally over the years trained my mind to pick up on the qualities of these guys and then to attach myself to that now I I feel like God has given me an actual gift for picking up on qualities about people that I like assets right and I think that's important because as a teacher it's really important for you to see the assets what your children what the students bring to the table and 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 strengthen those see their strengths and help them strengthen those strengths see those strengths and help them feel um accomplished and help them feel proud of themselves for what they're strong in and I think that's so important I also think it's important because the people around me my friends my family all that stuff like that the the wonderful characteristics that I see in them I pick up on them so easily like I can I pick up on people's characteristics really quickly and I think that is so important but what became the problem was because I so desired to be in a relationship then Every time I picked up on the characteristics of any guy I met, especially if they were attractive, I would instantly latch onto that as if that was supposed to be my friend. And then I realized, like, God was teaching me. He was like, girl, these are just characteristics you like in people in general. Like, <laughs> like if this characteristic was on a girl, it would you would be just friends with her. But because it's on a guy, you instantly see them as, like, supposed to be, like, with you. Like, it's supposed to be a relationship type of thing. No. It's supposed to be just like that can be just a friend, you know what I mean? And you see those characteristics and you're like, hmm, that's good for a friend. So now that's what I'm learning that my love for people and this gift that God has given me to see people's strengths and to see what I love about them, um, that it has in the past and still does to this day sometimes lead me to idolatry, seeking validation and lust and all that stuff like that. But God and I are working through it and he's gonna do it he's been he's been by my side since 2002 
Um, <laughs> that was when I was born. And, you know, and he is, he's still teaching me and helping me grow. It's going to be developmental. It's not going to happen overnight. But because I am aware, I have actually been taking action with the Holy Spirit. And so now something that's really been helping me to uncondition myself from what I had conditioned myself to is it immediately after things happen, I have to take the time to process it or else my mind will start thinking about it unconsciously and it'll start or not unconsciously, but subconsciously, it'll start thinking about it and it'll be like trying to make it romantic when it's only supposed to be platonic. And one thing, this is quick side note, and then I'm going to go to the next point. But one thing that (laughs) I thought of yesterday was like, if somebody gives something to me platonically, I will not receive it romantically. I will not take that situation that happened in a romantic way. They gave it platonically, so I will receive it platonically. I will not take it romantically. And um, that's what I had to remind myself of yesterday. They gave this in a platonic manner. I will receive it in a platonic manner. Okay, on to the next point. Next point is that God is teaching me how to use what he's naturally given me for his glory and for the good of others. And I realized there are so many things that at the root of it, this is a gift from God. But over the years, I have just been not using it for God's glory and not for the good of others. I've been using it for the good of myself and for the glory of myself. And so he's been um, teaching me how to use planning and preparation. So now I now I have planning and preparation, but it's matched with pacing and patience. So instead of planning and preparing and being all anxious and ambitious, he's helping me to match it with pacing, learning how to pace myself, learning how to take my time, and also learning how to be patient and wait on him. God is teaching me um, that I can match my analyzation with appreciation for assets and what is slash what will be, meaning Instead of having to analyze everything and seeing all the bad and everything, I can also match that analyzation, that ability to analyze situations, which is important. Um, I can match that with appreciation for assets to appreciate what people bring to the table or what situations bring to the table. What are benefits? What are good things? Um, And then I can also appreciate what is and what will be. So I know that as I'm analyzing myself and reflecting on myself in this current moment, I know that that's not what I'm going to, that's not what I will be. I'm not going to, it's going to be developmental. I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn. And so even though I'm analyzing these things now, I can recognize, oh, I can appreciate what I'm going to be in the future. Anywho, next is self-awareness matched with grace and prayer. Before I would beat myself up. I would expect myself to change. But now I've become self-aware. God gives me revelations that help me become aware of certain things. And then he's showing me how to pray about it. Sometimes I stress out still. Sometimes I still worry about it. Sometimes I still am like, ooh, girl, like you need to get yourself together. And I start going through all these little spirals. But God is reminding me that I can give myself grace, which is why I changed this to the Grace to Grow podcast. God can give myself grace. I can pray and he will take care of me and he will help me. Like there doesn't it doesn't have to be this whole thing. It can literally just be that as I become more aware. I don't have to beat myself up. I don't have to set these super high unrealistic expectations. I can simply give myself the space to grow and I can pray. (laughs) Um, Okay, the next one is being bold slash fearless matched with temperance and sensibility. I, (laughs) so I used to be 
so bold as a child. Like, I genuinely thought I could do anything in the world. I was the definition of fearless. But at the same time, I was not sensible. I was not tempered. I would just do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And I'm starting to learn now that, like, then I became, that was one side of the extreme. Then I became so far on the other side of the extreme that I was too tempered, that I was too, like, overthinking and all that stuff like that. And to the point that I started being so fearful about the smallest things. Like, guys, let me tell you, this is so sad. Please do not laugh. Please do not <laughs> Please do not laugh. Um, I used to be so like, I didn't even recognize that this was fear, but this really was fear. I used to be so fearful that I would go to the bathroom at night, at night. I would flush the toilet and I would close my ears because I did not want to hear the loud noises because I was afraid something was going to happen. Does that not sound like an eight year old? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Does that not sound like an eight-year-old though? I was so fearful and it, I didn't even recognize it as fear. It was just something that I did that I did and I didn't even recognize it. And that's literally how it works is fear is subtle. It just creeps in and it just exponentially grows undetected. And that's what happened with me. And I'm, it wasn't until that night at the concert when that lady had casted my fear out. She was, you know, speaking in tongues and all that stuff like that. But she, she did whatever she did. She did what she needed to do because since then I've been seeing things that I used to previously not even think about. And now I'm like, oh, I was acting in fear. I'm still acting in fear in these things. And so that was just something interesting that that guy revealed to me that like I can match. I don't have to be fearful. I can match that boldness of my youth, that fearfulness of my youth. I mean, fearlessness, not fearfulness, the boldness and fearlessness of my youth. I can match that with the temperament and the sensibility of my young adulthood, you know? So I don't, I can still be bold and fearless, but it's going to be tempered. It's not going to be just wild out here doing anything, you know? Because I would be licking windows. <laughs> Anytime somebody dared me to do something, I would do it. And I remember one time being on the bus and somebody being like, oh, like, I bet you won't lick the window or something like that. And I licked it. And that's gross. That's disgusting. Especially in the age of a pandemic and a panoramic. I could never. I could never. Not in a panini. I would never do that. Um, and so, yeah, no. <laughs> and so, I just, yeah. Yeah. So, we have to match that boldness and that fearlessness with sensibility. Okay. On to the next point. The next point is, um, God is teaching me how to express and articulate my thoughts and ideas when I feel them. But that's also matched with discernment and true love. So it's not selfish indulgence or impulsiveness or even seeking to express certain things as a means of that person validating me or as a means of trying to convince that person to see from my perspective. God has been giving me this incredible ability to like feel stuff heavily on my chest that I mention it and then it sparks many deep and life-giving conversations. So for example, one of the closest moments I remember being with my best friend was when we were both sharing some of our sin struggles and it was brought upon because I had this heaviness on my heart. And as we were talking, I brought this up and it led us to a deep and life-giving conversation. That is amazing. The fact that God 
helps me to be so in tune with those feelings that when I feel the impression of the Holy Spirit on my heart, I'm able to express and articulate that. That's amazing. But what happened was this gift that God gave me of being able to express and articulate myself became a weapon. I weaponized it, girl. Yes, I did. Um, because I used to use food <laughs> so bad. Um, it reminds me of this like TikTok like sound thing where it's like a song. Um, it's a, it's an actual song, but it's just like is a trend on TikTok where people talk about like embarrassing things they used to do, and it's like um, this song. I forgot what the name of the song is, but he's like, I remember when I remember when I lost my mind, <laughs> and it's like it, I just I remember when I lost my mind, and I used to actually use so I used to feel stuff so heavy on my chest, and I thought it was like. I thought because I felt it, I needed to act on it. It was impulsive. It was selfish indulgence. When I felt these feelings, I wanted to indulge in them. And so anytime I had feelings for someone or anytime I like was hurt by something, I would feel it so heavy on my chest. And because I'm so expressive and articulate, I would go and I would like say all these things and all that stuff like that. And like, man, it was rough. And then I also remember using my ability to express and articulate myself to try to convince people <laughs> convince people why they should be with me i remember one time oh my goodness this is so embarrassing are you not embarrassed but i remember one time writing two pages back and front worth of reasons why i liked this guy i'm not even gonna mention his name because that's so like i feel so bad for him um <laughs> I did eventually go back and apologize to him because he was one of the people that I really did like I was so fervent about being in a relationship with him and he was a, a like people pleaser and so I feel like he never wanted to like put me in my place and so I just would constantly be trying to like convince him and like I would take every little inch that he gave and I would run a mile and it, he was only giving inches. Well, I can't say what his intentions were, but some of his intentions might have been that he was giving these inches because he didn't want to hurt my feelings. He could have also been playing the game, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But I just remember writing two pages back in front worth of uh, I wrote it. I wrote a book, y'all, on reasons why I liked him. And it was mad convincing. I don't think he knew how to process that. And sometimes I want to like, sometimes I want to reach out to him and be like, do you still have that? I want to see what, what did I write? Like, I want to know what was my, what did I think were reasons to like someone back in the day? Like, I want to see that. Um, but I deleted Instagram, so I can't contact him. I also feel like that's weird. But anywho, like I said, learning how to express and articulate myself, but also learning how to hold back my tongue when the spirit is not leading me to share, because sometimes I will jump in and start sharing or start like speaking from the heart when really I need to process through that first to make sure that's appropriate to speak instead of just speaking you know we have to make sure that what we're saying is appropriate um for the situation for the time and also for that person like we have to consider where are we and we also have to consider where are they like there have been there's been a like one of my guy friends that like I've been throughout this year kind of vacillating back and forth like oh do I like him do I not and I am so grateful that God has te is teaching me how to like temper my tongue 
because back in the day, as soon as I had a feeling, I would fly away with it. But I learned this year that, like, I can't say this stuff because he's not, my friend is not in the place for me to mention this. I'm not in the place for me to mention this. And then both of us, like, together, like, this is not the situation for that. This is not the time for that. This is not the situation for that. And neither of us are in the place for that. Like, I can't be just throwing out all these feelings because that'll just cause a lot more um, unnecessary um, drama, if you will. Like, it's basically just a learning um, emotional health. Okay, only a couple more. So another thing God taught me is my voice carrying matched with Christ's light and the glorification of God. So no longer am I seeking attention through my voice carrying Like I used to do that. I used to make myself get louder just so that I could get people's attention. And also no, also um, not lowering my voice for the sake of other people. Like I used to lower my voice and lower who I was because I wanted to be more socially acceptable. I wanted to be more acceptable to my peers. And now I'm learning, girl, don't lower your voice just because other people are talking in a whisper. You can still have your voice carry. And you don't have to, like, lower it just because other people have theirs lowered. No. But it's not about you when your voice carries. It's about choosing to let God's light shine through my voice. And that's what I want to do. Because that's how I met my best friend. My best friend, I met her because my voice was carrying. And that's that's how we met. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Then, second to last point is... I'm learning to manage what God put in me as a child. Before, I was too immature to manage it. But now, oh wait, (laughs) before I was too immature to manage it, and I still am for certain things. Like certain things I still have not learned to manage. There's actually a lot of things that I still have not learned to manage, but I'm aware of them now, but I just, I don't know how to manage them yet. Um, And so there's certain things that I'm, there's certain things that I haven't learned to manage and to certain degrees I haven't learned to manage it so like there's some things that like I've learned to manage it to a certain degree but not fully um but now I'm learning to manage everything my emotions specifically my emotions I'm learning to manage my desires all of that in a healthier way I'm learning to manage what God has given me naturally in a healthier way it's not the healthiest but it's healthier and I'm getting healthier. I think that's, I think it's safe to say I'm getting healthier. And I'm really actually very, very grateful to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for growing me in that. Because, man, you don't realize how unhealthy you are until you get healthier. And then you look back and you say, wow, I was really living like that. I was really treating people like that. I was really treating myself like that. I was really treating God like that. Like, you start thinking, you're like, dang, whoa. Like, and you don't feel it until you become healthier. And then you say, oh, wow. So, anywho. And also, I'm finding that the Lord is teaching me to use wisdom and knowledge matched with God's word and the Holy Spirit. Because before, I used to be able to, through just having wise parents, but then also being like having knowledge and being very like intelligent as far as like academically and making connections to things and all that stuff like that I usually just depend on my own wisdom depend on my own knowledge what I thought or my perspective on something was what I thought was right and now I'm learning like I have to match that with the Holy Spirit 
Is that what the Holy Spirit said? Is that what the Holy Spirit revealed? Or were you just able to make that connection on your own? You know what I mean? Type of thing. Um, and also, yeah, matching it with God's word as well. Okay, that is all the stuff that I feel like I have a renewed sense of. Like, it, God is God is so good. So, anywho, all, all of that to say, oh, I have one more point. <laughs> and I have a newfound awareness. So, with this new revival of my spirit, I have a newfound awareness of God of myself, of others, of the world. Like, I feel like I'm becoming more aware of God and certain things and his characteristics, more aware of myself, more aware of others and their needs and how to interact with them, as well as more aware of the world and truly how desperate it is in need for God. And then, especially after what I described in the Desires podcast, which if you haven't checked it out, listen to it for sure, and what I've been reading in Genesis 3 and Isaiah chapter 3, I'm finding that awareness leads to analysis leads to action and i'm finding that i'm becoming more aware of myself because i'm reading god's word like i after reading isaiah 3 there were certain things that i said yo that that right there is me and i think that's what's beautiful about the word of god is you can find yourself in it you know because you can find yourself in god and god is alive through his like he his word is alive you know and he speaks through it it's a vessel for for connecting to him and so if your identity is in god then you will find yourself in his word and i think that's what i'm i didn't even know i was speaking that wow thank you lord but that just makes me want to be more intentional about reading god's word because it's so important anywho (laughs) that's everything um that was really really long i feel like let's see how long were we oh we were 49 minutes actually not as long as i thought okay one last thing this is a quote that i want to say that i i heard somebody say but this is so important i feel like this connects to everything i was talking about today when you were born god gave you personality so that he could distinctly express his spirit through you And I feel like when I was born, God gave me this personality. He gave me these characteristics. He gave me these qualities. He gave me these assets, these strengths, these weaknesses. He gave me all of these little, little things so that his glory could be expressed through me. And I feel like his glory is being expressed through me. And that's just so exciting. And I really like that. I really just, I love God. I love God. Anywho, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. But I hope you guys all have a great day. Grace and peace to everyone listening. And until next time, goodbye. Adios. Have a wonderful day. Um, Hasta luego. All of it. All of it. All right, y'all. Talk to you next time.